Hey, uh, thank you again so much for joining us with this, our fourth podcast. This is, this will, we'll be wrapping up the Abide Sermon Series. Uh, today we'll focus on Abide in the Promise of Lasting Joy and Peace, looking specifically at John chapter 16, verses 16 through 27. Uh, before we uh, dig in to that passage of Scripture, uh, we need to talk about, again, something that's really important, and this is a, maybe it's late afternoon, later evening, after supper sometime, and, you, and it's time for a snack. Uh, and snacks are really good. Uh, I just need to know where. What's your go-to? What's your go-to going to be for that snack? Is it going to be something salty, or is it going to be something sweet? It's a really good question. Oh, we yeah. need to know the answer to this. Salty all day. Oh, salty. Dry roasted peanuts with a lot of salt on them. Just plain dry roasted. Any just flavoring? Plain dry this roasted. This is late peanuts. afternoon, like, or evening. Or evening. evening. I, I have give me I, a bowl of ice cream. Oh, all oh for real? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, sweet. 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 Sweet all the time. Put your peanuts okay. on the ice cream. There you, there you go. go. Yeah. That's a really good yeah. one. Yes. I, I, it's impossible to decide. I think oh you come on. Both, you know, just have something salty and then have something sweet. Okay. So. I, I'm gonna. I'm I'm gonna be just the same way, Brian. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. but I'm gonna do it just the opposite way. Okay. Yeah, that's I'm fine. gonna go because, and I do have a go-to. Yeah. Like probably we got seven nights, probably five nights out of the week. There's gonna be a couple Oreos, and there's gonna be two some Oreos. two two uh, two or you gotta have two Oreos and some um, um, smoked almonds. How about oh, yeah. that? Mm. Huh. Yes. I'd have to go to the gym all the time if yeah. I did that. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, you know? just two Oreos. You should skip the almonds and just do three Oreos. Straight to it. Okay. Well, there's that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, Brian, would you guide our conversation as we uh, look forward to preparing as life group leaders, preparing to guide a conversation in our groups over this passage, John 16, 16 through 27? I'd love to. And before I do that, just want to remind you guys the heart behind this Abide series that we dove into um, what will be four weeks ago. Uh, it's just to, to bring our people some challenges toward rest and toward mm-hmm. re-engagement with their relationship with Jesus, with their relationship with the Father um, through remaining in his presence, abiding in his presence. We don't like waiting uh, mm. in today's culture. We're rapid fire and always wanting something to do. If we have to wait, we quickly get on our devices to distract us. And so this concept of abiding is just so different from what we're used to. But that's why we wanted to press in and uh, hopefully offer some some encouragement to our people. We're, and certainly to, to we're definitely a microwave culture yes. as opposed to the old crockpot. Yeah, that's uh, right. So. That's right. And so today we come to the last uh, promise in this series, uh, the promise of lasting joy and peace from John 16. We're looking at verses 16 through 27. Um, and it really begins with this, uh, this interesting segment where Jesus says something and the disciples are just so confused. And John goes to great lengths to walk us right into the middle of that confusion. He lets us in on their thought processes. Jesus says these words, a little while and you will no longer see me again a little while. And you will see me. Yes. And it just seems so random and so, um, you know, confusing, uh, kind of hiding as Jesus is doing. I, I can so see sure. the disciples looking at each other yeah. and going, yeah. what? That's it. That's it. <laughs> and so, of course, John clues us in in this moment that he is, um, the, the disciples are having these conversations amongst themselves. What is he talking about? Yes. Why in the world mm-hmm. is he saying these things? We don't know what he's talking about, uh, but they're not directly asking Jesus yep. the question. 
yeah. for whatever reason, and he doesn't tell us why they're not, but we're clued into that in, in verse 19. I think it's probably as good a time as any to pause and just say, like, every single disciple of Jesus comes to this moment mm. at some point in their lives True. Yeah. where either you're studying the word, you're reading what Jesus has said, or you're experiencing uh, the things that, that the Lord has laid out in your life through his sovereign direction, and you're thinking, what is he doing? Mm. Yeah. What is he saying? We don't understand what is happening here. Yeah. I think there are times that that happens. I know for me in sermon prep, um, there are plenty of times where I'm like, what in this world does this passage mean? And w- it, much like the disciples, they're talking amongst themselves but not going to Jesus. I'll run to the study notes or to a commentary, and mm-hmm. I won't go to prayer and go, Lord, what does this mean? What Holy Spirit, what does this yes. <laughs> mean? So to actually go to the Lord first rather than to other believers first is, is a challenge to me uh, in those moments. So I see myself in the disciples. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Uh, and you add to this confusion that he's told them he's going to the Father, right? Um, and and even even just the, like earlier in John, he has told them, I and the Father are one, right? Mm. And so the confusion just has to be prevailing on their minds. Um, he's told them also that he's going to prepare a place for them. So they're, they're just, they're deep in this, and, and we certainly understand that. In the next segment, Jesus reads their minds or hears their murmurings or however it happens. And so he clues them in a little bit, um, and he basically uses this moment to uh, lay out, though they don't know how it's going to happen, the next certainly few hours that they're going to go through as a group, um, which is that they're going to watch this one who they came to believe was the Son of God, the Messiah of Israel, um, be crucified, uh, dead, Mm. laid in a grave, Mm. and thinking to themselves, it is over. Um, Everything that we staked the last few years of our lives on Everything that we thought we understood. I mean, here's the, you know, the reality is that the promised Messiah was not supposed to come and go away. Yeah. <laughs> he was supposed to come, establish his kingdom, yeah. and remain, um, abide, if you will, on the earth and lead his people to prominence in the world. And so, uh, like I said, Jesus' words are confusing here, but he clues them into the fact that they're going to uh, weep and they're going to m- uh, mourn. Um, but then he, he makes them this promise um, he says, your sorrow will turn to joy. Mm-hmm. And he gives an example. I think it's, I mean, he's the Lord. He's perfect with his words. But the perfect illustration mm-hmm. that he uses of a woman who goes into labor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we tell this story all the time, right? You know, like, how in the, if, it, if, if, if labor and delivery hurts so bad, how can a woman then come around again one day yes. and say, I think I'd like to do that again, yeah. you know? <laughs> but it's because the joy of bringing new life into the world Right. completely flips that pain on its head and makes it all worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I know for me, even in my own life, you know, having, having watched um, what that process looks like, and you guys have been there too, uh, I, I just know that, like, yes, even though, first of all, that process was rough, and then the first few weeks of having mm-hmm. that child screaming mm-hmm. and up through the night and all that kind of thing is rough, uh, nevertheless, the joy of seeing that new life grow and yeah. blossom makes it worth it. And so it's a perfect illustration yeah. to, that Jesus is using here. Yeah. But I think it's also a place um, just to remember being that child of God, um, knowing that your father uh, is over all of this and knows that you will have sorrow. He knows the pain and the hurt that you're experiencing, and he knows what it's leading to. 
is helpful for us as disciples, as we grow as disciples, to, to remember being a child of God and him being our father is significant in those moments when our sorrow is real and our hurt is deep. Um, he, he's not blind to it. Yeah. He sees it, and he's also sovereign over it to be able to say, your sorrow is going to turn to joy. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's a good um, reminder for us as as uh, disciples. I think there's there's this picture, though. In sorrow, we will oftentimes find ourselves running back to and abiding closely with, but to be able to have the discipline to, in the joy, right? In the joy to be able to have that discipline, the spiritual discipline of recognizing, yes, I am in the midst of joy. And in the midst of this, it's because of who he is and what he's doing. And to be able to recognize that and to to walk in that as well. Mm. The um, reality that's going to make this happen, uh, where their sorrow is turned to everlasting joy, lasting joy, is the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And there's a cool thing that's happening in this passage. It's, it's, um, we use this phrase called the already, but the not yet, right? right. So the disciples are going to have sorrow again in this life, even on the other side of the resurrection. And that's true for us too. We do experience profound mm-hmm. sorrow in the world that we live in. Uh, but nevertheless, the resurrection does something in our hearts that puts joy on the inside mm-hmm. of us that lasts into eternity. And I don't know what you guys think. Y'all feel free to step in and, and speak to this. But um, I just think one of the reasons why is because think about the joy of being part of Jesus's ministry, right, yeah. that we've seen in John. He's turning water into wine. He's raising the dead. He's healing people, all these incredible things that he's doing. Um, but there's always that lingering question of, hey, every human in history has died and dead people don't come back to life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when Jesus is raised to life on Easter Sunday, it totally changes the game. And this is why the joy is lasting, mm. because nobody can claim power over death yeah. except for Jesus himself. Yeah. And he proved it on Resurrection Sunday. Yeah. Oh, I was just I was just reading this past uh, yesterday about a celebrity talking about uh, he's getting older and there is no life after death and how much he does not look forward to death and all the things that he will miss on earth and it was such a sad picture Mm -hmm. but to to come from the christian perspective and go there's so much more and and jesus is talking about all all of this that is sad and disappointing and all that seems so final it's not um Mm -hmm. and, and there's there's more beyond that is actually so much more and, and better um, yeah. and just the hope that that brings for sure yep. yeah uh, the best is yet to come and whatever the sorrow of today is 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 a season it's temporary and and uh, the the joy in that abiding relationship that's eternal is good so we move to kind of the last segment of uh, this passage where Jesus is going to use one of his truly trulys right uh, and Again, it's, a, it's another segment that can be a little confusing. It feels disconnected, but remember that John's writing is very cyclical in this um, whole um, series of chapters that we've been working through in John. And so uh, Jesus is coming back to uh, a promise of, of, of how their relationship with the Father in heaven is fundamentally going to change. Up to this point, the disciples have kind of been watching Jesus have this 
intimate, powerful relationship with the Father, Jesus is now telling them, hey, that's going to become the way that you relate to the Father through me and through the Holy Spirit, the promised uh, Spirit who's within you. And so that's where uh, in verses 23 and 24 to the end, um, he's, he's telling them anything that they ask the Father in his name, uh, the Father is going to give to them. Up to that point, they haven't asked him for anything, but then Jesus gives this awesome permission, right? Ask and you will receive mm. so that your joy may be complete, right? Mm. So that that right. joy which is born in you can fill its way up all the way to full fruitfulness. Um, and then, of course, at the end, in the last couple of verses, he does clarify that he's been using parables and figures of speech and all these kinds of things. He says, hey, that's coming to an end soon. Uh, I'm just going to start talking to you plainly. And you're going to begin to relate with the Father in heaven directly. Um, and that's, we know, because of their relationship with, with God the Father through the sacrifice that Jesus makes on the cross. And then it happens by way of the Holy Spirit that he places inside of them. So just this really neat way of, of how all of our relationship with, uh, with the Father in heaven is fundamentally different because of the work that Jesus did. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that abiding relationship of, of being able to commune and prayer and, and even be able to ask. And a lot of times we, in our minds, say, you know, when I see Jesus face to face, I've got a list of questions I want to ask him. So um, maybe one good exercise is how does the promise of Jesus and the commission to ask, uh, how might this passage, uh, the truth here, change that perspective about what we might ask Jesus face to face? I mean... We have a relationship uh, that, that we can be asking of him now through our communion through prayer. I think the, um, maybe something to just kind of hang our hats on for certainly our time navigating through this process and this podcast and to challenge you life group leaders um, man, preach the gospel from verse 27, right? The Father himself loves you. Yes. Mm. It's personal, it's intimate, it's powerful, and he loves you because, Jesus talking to the disciples, they have loved him, Jesus, and have believed that he came from God, right? So how do you enter into this intimate relationship with the one who created you, who knows everything about you? Well, you love and believe in the one he sent uh, to die on the cross for your sins and for my sins. Yeah, that, that is good. Uh, keep in mind the live it out uh, and zero in on, on this segment of your, your lesson. What circumstances in your life have dictated your joy and peace? How are you encouraged by what you've just studied today? And I think Brian zeroed in on that really well. Uh, and where do you need Jesus to turn your sorrow into joy today? And uh, where are you in that journey uh, as a child of God? So thank you so much, guys, for guiding this conversation as we, uh, again, hope to prepare our life group leaders to, to lead that discussion on this passage of Scripture uh, on Sunday um, um, in their group. Uh, just a couple reminders. Uh, Big Kaboom, which is a huge event in our community, is coming up. Uh, life group leaders, be sure to lead your group to participate to serve, what a great way for us to engage our community, uh, to to connect with people, to um, to maybe even have spiritual, who knows, even a gospel conversation uh, out at a part of this. Remember also to pray for those uh, students. We're 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 just not long away from just wrapping up youth camp, 
uh, and we have been praying and still are uh, that there will be students who invite Christ into their lives, that students that are renewing their walk with Christ. Uh, so pray for those students who have made decisions while at camp. And then finally, I just encourage you to, um, to make it easy uh, for you to get this podcast. If you are just go ahead and subscribe, uh, that way you'll get um, a notification of this podcast when it comes out on Mondays. That way you won't miss it and some information to help better equip you to be able to guide those conversations with your group. Thank you for joining us, and we're looking forward to seeing you on Sunday.